This is a podcast from Minute Media. It would be a wall spot, eh? Hello and welcome everyone to this the Wolves Fancast. And you've already read the title, so you know what this is all about. This is Stories from the Pack, where we talk to someone, an influencer, maybe, um, and <laughs> a reporter, or just one of our own. Um, just one of our own. Yeah, just one of our own. And yet, obviously, I'm not rich and I'm not hoops either, even though I'm going to morph in that way. Um, so yeah, third, third time's a charm with host of this section of the podcast um so before we crack into it who are you luke who am i who am i or how am i well you can go both luke, <laughs> luke amore thompson <laughs> no i'm fine i'm fine a lot cooler today absolutely scorching yesterday a lot cooler today um but now thanks for stepping up to to do this stories from the pack with myself i wanted to do one for ages to be fair and while we've got nothing else to fill, <laughs> the fancast we might as well <laughs> cart me out from the back. Yeah, bring bring you back out from your, your self-imposed reserve bench. Yeah. Substitution. Coming onto the pitch, number nine, Luke Thompson. Well, saying off the subs bench, we can let's let's hop around. Let's, let's go look pulp fiction. So at one at one time in the distant past. Which many listeners, uh, new listeners, not, might not know, you were a, you were a staple. You were you were part of the every week. So how did that even come about? Because I don't think even I know about it. Um, basically, I was just working with Dave at Bromford Housing. Um, we just started talking about Wolves. Obviously, both being Wolves fans, we just started talking. Um, and and he was like, "Oh, I do this podcast." I I didn't even know what a podcast was at the time because <laughs> I mean this is going back. Got to be about ten years, ten, maybe even yeah. eleven years. Um, he was like, oh, "I'll do this podcast as me." And we used to work with Jonathan Meek as well. There's another blast from the past. Yeah. So there's me, Dave, John, um, and he was like, "Oh, just just come on the podcast." And it was back, back, back in the day when Dave used to record them from his mom and dad's house. Um, so yeah, I remember I just went down and and just started chatting shit about walls, and and the rest is history, as as I say. Uh, but honestly, I didn't even know what a podcast was. I had no clue. I don't think I'd even heard of a podcast before. Um, but he was like, yeah, just come down. We just talk about Wolves. So I thought, you know what, why not? And then 10, 11 years later, I'm still here. Even though, you know, I've, I've dipped in and out, but I always seem to come back. Yeah, you you went to you went up the Carl Fletcher route. <laughs> you, 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 were to, you, you were the main attraction and you went away. You had your... You're timing this, and now you can't stay away, and you come back. Obviously, hopefully, you don't turn into a ghost anytime soon. Um, no. <laughs> Jesus Christ! And then we are getting older, but that, yeah, that was the thing. I mean, it, it's got to be about that because when I was, when I was just a mere listener, and you were you were on there with uh, certain other Luke and um, and Dave and everyone, and I remember when I when I came in the first day, and it was like oh, it was like meeting celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> oh god it's, do you know what but to be fair 
you know, I've never really thought about it because literally with the fan cast, I've always just been the same. Like, I'll just turn up, I'll just say what I've got to say about the match, about Wolves, about whatever, and then go. But when you actually think about it, like, there are possibly two, maybe three people who listen to the fan cast every week. <laughs> so, you know, they do, maybe people do sort of look at you and, and sort of take your opinion on board, which is quite strange, really, because to me, that's just weird, like. <laughs> that is really weird. Yeah, I was, I was going to say idols then, but I think that would be pushing it a bit too far. Um, and I think that that's been the best part of it all, that we're all very different people. I mean, mm-hmm. we, when you look at when I mean, Rich has talked about this before, and me and him would never in a million years meet. I mean, me and you literally live down the street from each other. <laughs> so we obviously would, but I think you get different people, people from different walks of life. And Wolves being the one thing that they agree to disagree on most of the time. And you do form this kind of this bond with people. It's really odd. It's really it hard is, to describe. I mean, when when you look at our group chat and pff, without the fan cast, with all due respect, I probably wouldn't speak to anybody off the fan cast. And I'm sure it's it's the other way around as well. Nobody would speak to me without <laughs> the fan cast because we are all so different. But I do think that's good as well, because if it was all the same, it would be boring. You know, if I think, I mean, now I know what a podcast is 10 years later. <laughs> you do get some of these podcasts and and people try and act like they're best friends and, and this, that and the other. And, you know, that they're scared to have a clash of opinions, which to me is boring. Mm-hmm. Like you have to have that difference of opinion. I mean, on a daily basis, there's an argument popping off in the fan cast group because we're just so different. But that is life. That is life, and and that's how it it should be. You know, if oh, frigging and over the years, I've 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 received that much abuse for my opinion because people don't <laughs> agree with it. But if everyone did agree with my opinion and what I said about wolves, then it it would just be boring. It would be boring, you know. And we all look at wolves in a different light, don't we? In a different way. We've all got our own views, um, experiences. So we are going to view things completely different to other people. So, But I think that that is what's good about the fan cast. I've, you know, there's a lot of people out there with with their opinion about the, the fan cast in, in a negative way. But for me, it is, it is the beauty of the difference of opinions. Like, I've learned so much of people from the <laughs> fan cast, but not just about Wolves, though. in life as well. Like, there's some really intelligent guys there and... It's, it's quite eye-opening, to be fair, and it's good. It's good, you know. To be fair, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that Dave asked me to come on. You know, there was times back in the day I used to be like, fuck this. I'm allowed to swear on this. Do you know what? I won't swear. I won't <laughs> as, if, as if you don't know. <laughs> it's not good. But, like, I used to think, oh, my mates are going to take the mick out of me. Podcasts are for geeks, they're for nerds, they're for this, they're for that, they're for the other. Um, and I used to get quite embarrassed to be fair to come on. I'm not gonna lie, I did used to get quite embarrassed. Like, nah, man, the lads are gonna rip me for being on a podcast, like, but you know, it's it's been good, it's been a good journey, it has been a really good journey. And I never even realized it was 10 years until we just started talking, it's because it's just gone like that. Yeah, well, I mean, on the fancast badge itself, it says 2007 when Dave was doing it as his university project. So it's it's even longer now. I mean, we did our, the the ten year live show, um, 
which was a ridiculous success, <laughs> to be yeah. honest. Um, and I think you were, was you in your, one of your down periods then, as you were yeah, you yeah, allowed, yeah. back on loan to domestication at that time. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so I mean, it's even longer than that when you think about it. I mean, I've been on since eight, nine years, and you'd already been doing it for longer than that. So, and you are right. I mean, it, and for whatever people say, and obviously you're listening to this, you're, you're a fan of us anyway, and maybe not me, maybe you've already turned off, who knows. <laughs> um, but it is right that we were kind of on our own for a long time, we're the only one, and now you've got 77 Club and you've got Talking Wolves and you've got everyone else and everyone caters for their own thing. And, yeah, we have a laugh about it on Twitter and whatever and, and take the piss out of each other in the group chat and slag off certain people and they, I'm sure they do the same to us. But the point is it, it's... <laughs> For me, podcasts have, I mean, I was listening to because I am that nerd that you were, I know you're going to try and say it, you're just being nice and you didn't want to say it because <laughs> I've, got, I've got the control so I can mute you or whatever I want. But I, I was the target audience for this kind of stuff and I listened to it back in the day, like I said, and I was a, I was a super fan and I have listened, I even listened to the episodes that I, I was on at one point, listened to myself walking down yeah. the canal to work. Yeah. Um, but like that, I mean, you've, in a way, you are an influencer because I mean, talk about the time that you did with um, with Nate on the Football Neophotes mm-hmm. podcast. How that came mm-hmm. about? God, Jesus, yeah, that was mental. That was, do you know what? I sent him a message the other day actually because it was his birthday, and again, something that I just completely forgot about. But that was that was quite funny actually. So this guy called Nate, he was doing a podcast in America, and he was just looking for a Premier League team to support, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. So he he run a podcast with fans from the twenty Premier League clubs at the time. I think it was about four or five years ago. Um, and whoever sort of sold their club the most to him, he was like, "That's who I'm going to support." I don't care who it is. Whoever sells their club to me the most, that is who I'm going to support. And I'm proud to say that after a conversation with me, he's now a Wolves fan. And but he, I think he, he loves the wolves. He absolutely loves the wolves. Um, but yeah, it's weird. Like you know, I've been able to connect with with people from America and influence. I don't even want to say their lives, but, but football <laughs> does become your life, though, doesn't it? Yeah. And it is a massive part of your life. And and to be able to sort of have that sort of persuasion to make somebody be a wolves fan who knew so little about not just the club but English football in general um to 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 uh, to be able to sell wolves for him to become a fan that's pretty cool to be fair again it's again it's just little things that you don't really think about until until people mention it and you know they use the term influencer to me that's just <laughs> cringe like if anyone to me it is proper cringy. But I suppose when you do have a certain voice on a certain platform, your opinion can be influential on people, I suppose. Well, yeah. And to the to the extent that he's booked a, a trip over here for the Forest at home and Palace away games this year. Has he? Yeah. So I'll, I'll have to meet him. 100% I've got a meeting for them games. Yeah, well, it, well, he'll come down and we'll have a drink around here as well. So we'll, um, we'll pop in. <laughs> Again, it's become one of my, through the the power of the internet, that he's one one of my 
good friends online. I speak to him pretty much every day. It's mental. Really? Yeah, yeah. And if it wasn't for soccer, soccer near fights, as they're rebranded, which it makes more sense name wise. Let's go and check them out. They're really good. I mean, Nate's been on the show anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he was on a film cast talking about um, what was he on? It was one of the uh, one of the uh, football factory. <laughs> that was a great episode. If you um, if you missed that one and you want thirsting for content, <laughs> go and find that. But yeah, yeah. So in a way, you you actually are a proper influencer because you've made someone change their life to the extent that they're coming to Wolverhampton for three days uh, from through choice. Do you know what? I'm going to put that in my social media bios, influencer. And no one's going to take it away from me now. I'll, I'm going to I'll put that in. Even though it does make me cringe, but I'll put it in. If Twitter let you back on. But do you know what? To be fair, right, saying about the influence thing, I, when I was on Twitter, I actually do think I was I was a big part of Wolf's Twitter at the time. You know, all those years ago. I used to get some some good some good interactions on there um, until the fuckers banned me permanently. Like, what's that all about, man? How do you get permanently banned from Twitter? I bet you there's no other... Wolves content creators out there that can say that they've been permanently banned from Twitter. No. You know what I mean? So so that's another tick to the fan cast box. And it was like you were being racist, was it? Honest to God. Like you see some of the stuff some of the stuff that you see online and and people get away with it. And then I get permanently banned from Twitter for saying that what was his name now? The geezer from (laughs) the geezer the COVID man. Oh, Chris Whitty. No, not him. Oh, the, the other one? The one who was feeding up that woman in his office. Oh, um, yeah. What's he his was name? A, he was on LBC the other day as well. He was sacked. What, I, Matt, I Matt Hancock. Yeah, Hancock. Yeah. Matt Hancock, that's the one. Just for saying, Matt Hancock deserves a slap in the face. <laughs> but I used to love Twitter. But then again, saying that, like Twitter has, has been a big part of the fan cast. Um, but it's not the same as what it used to be. No, it's not the same. It's gone downhill now. It's gone downhill. I mean, it, I said about when we were talking about a thing in the in the mystical group chat, and we're not supposed to talk about, but how every kind of Liverpool thing, Liverpool thread on there, resorts to people saying things like ratio and mid, and yeah, words of the street, but it's nonsense. It doesn't make any sense. It's like you, you read the you read the, the the main points and then you just drift away because none of it's it's just one-upmanship and it's it's nonsense. But the, the problem with Twitter now and social media in general, there's there's just too many people desperate for that like and desperate for that retweet. I I firmly believe that there's people out there, Wolves fans out there, whatever, who don't even believe what they're typing, but they're just <laughs> desperate for that retweet. Completely desperate for it. Morning, HRH. Good. Welcome aboard, sir. And he knows exactly what he's doing, and he's he's good at it. To be fair, mm. but talking about likes and influences, who influenced your choice to be a Wolves fan? Then back in the day, how did it come about? <sighs> Just myself, really. Um, you know, my dad, Albion fan. My stepdad, Albion fan. My uncle, Villa fan. Um, my brothers, Albion fans. My sisters, I'll use the term fan lightly, but if there was to pick a team, they'd probably pick Albion. Um, but, you know, where I grew up, everyone at school, well, I say everyone, but the majority of 
of of my friends growing up in Woodcross were Wolves fans. And when I started to like football, probably at the age of six, it was just like, well, I live in Wolverhampton. So why would I support anyone else? I live in Wolverhampton. You know, if I get the bus into town, I can see the Molyneux. Wolves is my team. And, and that was pretty much it. Like, my dad, my first ever game of football, funnily enough, was an Albion game. My dad took me to West Brom v Exeter in about 1993 or something like that. But I was already Wolves and nothing was going to change it. Um, so, like I said, most of my mates at school was Wolves fans. Most of my mates, when I used to play out in the street, Wolves fans. So, lived in Wolverhampton. It just made perfect sense. You know, because I don't think... I don't think at the time I started liking football, even though I would be like, yeah, I'm a Wolves fan. I don't actually think I knew any Wolves players at that time, at the age of like six. Hmm. I just knew the club. Um, but again, apart from sort of my surroundings, I don't think there's one thing like I'm, I can't say, oh, I support Wolves because my granddad did or, oh, I support Wolves because I like the colour of the shirt or I've seen them on the telly and they won 3-0. It's just, literally my environment like people say wolves is in your blood like it literally is in my blood it's got to be mm. it's got to be you know because it would be so easy for me just to say oh do you know what my dad supports Albion I'm gonna go support Albion or at the time Man you were the best team in the country I'm just gonna support Man United but now wolves living wolves support wolves simple yeah perfect answer and I didn't know that either. <laughs> but your your wretched family history. Not many people do, mate. <laughs> Not many people do. Thousands of people know. <laughs> no, no. Well, I don't know, mate. mate. Hundreds. Dozens. Well, we, we, we can see the analytics. You can't. I mean, it's a good job you're not on Twitter because the barrage that's coming your way. I mean, I had enough for saying my dad was a Man United fan and I could have chose them in the 90s. Yeah, I, could, cool. I could have actually had a reason for enjoying myself. But no. It's, Wolves, it is in your blood. You can't escape it, and we sign up for this this torture. So, <laughs> so, to, so when was your first work, first Wolves game? Then, since your first football game was at Albion, my first Wolves game was actually a reserve game against Stoke City. On a, I can't remember. I know it was a midweek game. I know it was freezing cold. <laughs> I know it was dark. <laughs> and I know we drew 0-0 and I know I got to the game in a Ford Fiesta <laughs> <laughs> and that's about all I remember but yeah Wolves Reserves nil, Stoke City Reserves nil. probably would have been around 1994 I think I couldn't even tell you who played in the game but it was it was a terrible game of football absolutely terrible uh, but my first sort of proper game was Grimsby at home in 1995. We won 4-1. Bully got a brace. Don Goodman got a brace. Um, the sun was shining. Beautiful day. I was sat in the John Island at the time, the John Island lower. Close to the halfway line, but more towards the north bank. And I was about seven or eight rows in. Um and to be fair, even though ninety-five, what nearly thirty years ago, I can I can still remember it so vividly. Um, it was my uncle that took me the Villa fan, so that's my mum's dad. 
to my mum's dad. <laughs> well, not I'll be well. Back. That's my mum's <laughs> mom brother. Um, he's a Villa fan, but he took he took me to the game, um, and I still remember to this day. We got the bus up there, jumped off the bus, and we went into William Hill, which is by. Do you remember the one that's by the Wolverhampton Holmes office? Mm-hmm. Sort of on the corner opposite the Greggs. I don't think it's yeah. there anymore. But I remember we went into William Hill and he was like, do you want to have a bet on the game? And I, <laughs> I said, yeah, I want Tony Daly to score first. And I can still remember him turning around to me and saying, Tony Daly, like, <laughs> it's rubbish. But the game before we'd played, I think we might have played Derby County and Tony Daly scored. And it was probably his only ever goal for Wolves. But as a child, I remember saying, well, Tony Daly's come from Villa. You know, they're a bigger club than us. He's played for England. You know, who else has played for England in this squad? Like, probably nobody. I want Tony Daly to score first. Um, And then, obviously, walking in, into the ground for the first time. Just, well, actually, no, not for the first time, but the first time sort of full. Mm. Like, it's, it's something that I reckon every Wolves fan remembers that first time sort of coming out of the concourse and, and the ground just sort of opening up to you. It's, it's just beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. Well, if that, was, if that was your first, I mean, other than Cardiff, the Millennium Stadium, what's your favourite Wolves memory? Favourite Wolves memory? There's there's loads, to be fair. I mean, like you said, Cardiff. I mean, for that Cardiff game, um, I always remember I stayed at my mates the night before and we got the bus into town and we got the train into Cardiff. I think I was 17 when we played Cardiff in the final. And I always remember my mum phoning me up the night before saying, oh, they've been fighting in, I think it was Western Supermare or something. Wolves and Sheffield United fans have been fighting in Western Supermare. Be safe when you get there and there. Um, I remember going to the shop in the morning and we've got two big bottles of WKD to drink on the way down. I'm like four cans of Stella between six of us. Um, but my one memory from there is walking in and just seeing it was just like a sea of gold, mm. an absolute sea of gold. And I love that. That is one thing I do love about Wolves. When Wolves play in the summer and all you can see in the stand is gold. I absolutely love it. Um, so that's why one of my favourite memories, again, is MK Don's away. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I'm sure it's it's not really been mentioned too much, but we did take 10k to MK almost. But um, and then played okay. in fucking purple. But but no, I just I don't know. Just seeing all those Wolves fans in one end, and it, it's it's that's what cup finals are all about, isn't it? Mm. Or cup semi-finals nowadays with bloody Wembley trying mm. to cream the money in. Um, so so for me, I I love that. No matter where we go, I just love entering the stand, the stadium, and just seeing that sea of gold. But if I had to pick a favourite memory, God, maybe, and this is quite sort of sick. But the <laughs> FA Cup semi final. No, I know, I know what you mean because that was I was able to take my son to the FA Cup semi final. And for me, and I'm sure for thousands of men out there, taking your son to the football is just creme de la creme. Being able to take your son to watch your team play at Wembley 
just tops everything. It's that's what football is all. Well, it's not what it's all about, but that is one of the one of the one of the pinnacles of football. Sort of going with your child to watch your team. Yes, I know it was a cup semi final, but even just watching Wolves at Wembley, you know, you're the same generation as me, Stu. When did you ever think you'd get to see Wolves at Wembley? Well, yeah, it was never. You know, I was too young for the. Um, I'll say, yeah. Two young my mum didn't do away games for the um, the one against Arsenal at Villa Park in '98. Mm. So that semi final I missed out on. So yeah, even even just getting to a semi final would have been kind of a, like a dream <laughs> six years ago. So yeah, exactly the same. Um, and the same uh, about taking your kids to Wembley as well. I mean, it, his first time at Wembley with Wolves was when he was eight, and it was for me what twenty or thirty odd. <laughs> So, and we we put the hard yards in, and they haven't majorly. And and this is why um this is why I get annoyed with a lot of Wolves fans because we just talked about it the other the other week or the other month. We've we've actually got a generation of Wolves fans now, and they don't know they're born. And I don't want to sound like an old man, which I probably <laughs> will, and people will probably point out that. But you know, you you, you don't know what it's like to to lose away at Port Vale, <laughs> you know to. To just sneak a draw at home against Berry, you know we've got a generation of Wolves fans who don't know what it's like to beat Albion away from home. We've got a generation of Wolves fans who have never seen Steve Ball kick a football. Yeah. That blows my mind. That blows my mind, and I know it's a generational thing, but sometimes it's like. How can you talk to me about Wolves when you've never seen us beat the shit away and you've never <laughs> seen Steve Ball kick a ball? It's crazy. It blows my mind like. But but I think we're very we're very, very lucky now because when you go back over the nineties, imagine imagine how Wolves fans now would have coped in the nineties. Imagine if everyone was desperate for a like and a retweet in the 90s, how toxic Twitter would be. When, what was that season when we lost at home to Bradford on the last day of the season and we missed out on the playoffs? And I think a win might have put us in. Yeah. When, when Graham Taylor left and we finished 20th in, in the championship and we stayed up on the last day of the season. When every single season we were the favourites to, to get promoted and Jack Hayward would chuck a couple of million pounds at the squad and we'd all get excited to finish ninth. You know what I mean? How many times we've been let down? Like, we, as frustrating as Wolves can be now, they don't let us down like they used to. <laughs> no, it's not even close. It well, is not even close. When you say that, I mean, again, another plug for a, a different podcast, the Wolf Whistle podcast, and Jason's a good job over there. And he had Ryan Lester on doing his... his uh, best Wolves eleven pre Fosen, and you look at it was reading off, and I was listening to it this morning. And you look at that team, and yeah, it's spanning three generations just about. But you got Matt Murray, Keith Curl, Dean Richards, Lescott, Dennis Irwin, Steve Frogger as wingbacks, Paul Ince, Jeff Thomas, Robbie Keane, Stephen Fletcher, and Bully. And you think <laughs> the players that we've had, most of them are from the nineties, and every single time it was a disgrace <laughs> every yeah. year. Every single year, without fail, like oh, one of my lowest lows as a Wolves fan, and I'll admit it, I cried, I cried at the football, 
cried in the stand. You know, yeah, it's embarrassing. But I was about eight, but still, it's embarrassing. <laughs> but when we lost to Palace in the playoff final, uh, playoff semis, mm. um, did we lose three one away and then one two one at home? Yeah, four three on aggregate. Um, but that was the season when I thought this is it. We're doing it. We had the iconic shirt with the wall head on. Um, and even though we lost three one away from home, I thought when we get them at Molyneux, it's a different ball game. And the atmosphere that day is one of the best atmospheres I've ever heard at the Molyneux. I'll never forget that atmosphere against Palace at home. Um, and David Hopkin broke my heart. Absolutely. Because was we we went one nil up, didn't we? Was it? Yeah. Was it Mark Atkins? Or Adrian Williams, maybe? It's, it's someone but, like that. Yeah, so, but somebody will know. <clears throat> and obviously they'll make me look stupid because I don't even remember who scored against Palace in the semi-final. <laughs> um, but we went 1-0 up. And then did we go 2-0 up? And then For- Hopkins scored. In my memory, that's how it happened. Uh, again, you should just check. Mandela you? effect, though. You've got to look yeah. <laughs> So if anything that I say today is wrong, it's down to the Mandela effect. But, <laughs> yeah, I remember David Hopkins scoring and absolutely broke my heart because I, I was adamant that was the season we was going to get promoted. And I was so desperate to see Wolves in the Premier League. Like, so, so desperate. It was... Because... We can all paint a rousy picture of how the championship's the most competitive league in the world and how good it is. But realistically, everybody wants to see the team playing in the Prem, don't they? Yeah. Realistically. Nobody sits there and says, <clears throat> well, a team, a team of or a club of Wolvesy sort of level, yeah, can't can't wait for another season in the championship. No, <laughs> you want to be in the Prem. Um and so it's it's just the years the years of heartbreak. That was my first. I think that was my first sort of proper heartbreak with football. David Hopkins, um, and then obviously the season was it two ninety nine two thousand when we was pissing it and we finished third and the shit went up. No, that was two thousand and two. Was it two thousand and two? Yeah. So Again, that. It, I, 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 that's another season that broke my heart. Absolutely destroyed me because sort of around sort of January, February time, it was sort of, I was preparing myself for my club to be a Premier League club. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not something that I like to admit too much. But do you know if it was somebody like Nottingham Forest or Cardiff or Ipswich Town? It would have softened the blow so much, mm-hmm. but the fact that it was West Brom, and they all, how many points did they say was in front of them? Fourteen. It, yeah, it, it, it was, was never. Land, so it doesn't really count. Yeah, it was. It was ten, but eleven with goal difference. Effectively, um, that was another heartbreak, pure heartbreak. And I think when that happened, that season was sort of. I thought we're never going to do it. I'm never, ever going to get to see Wolves play in the Premier League in my lifetime. It just felt like it was never going to happen. You know, if I sort of... I think I've been following Wolves 
maybe six or seven seasons then, but I just thought it's never, ever going to happen. And when that's happening to you against your local rivals as well, <laughs> you know, it, it it does make you think that way. Um, and was that the season we lost to Norwich in the playoffs? <clears throat> and we're, 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 I'm sure we were 3-1 down in the first leg of that as well. Yeah. And, you know, I just, just like, we're never going to do it. Never when, you lose, when you lose three playoff semi-finals in the space of what seven or eight years, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's cursed. And just for the uh, for the live updates, it was one-one, and we came back uh, to make it two-one. So it was Mandela affected. Um, it, was, <laughs> it, it was Mark Atkins on thirty, Hopkins sixty-six, and Ad Williams eighty-five. So with five minutes left, challenging, pushing for a, a goal to equal. I mean, the, the most amazing thing is that there was only twenty-six and a half thousand there. Really? Yeah, going to the going to this twenty six four oh three. So what was we? What did it hold at the time? Was it twenty seven and a half? Twenty eight five two five. <clears throat> and they would so they would I presume they would, I presume they would have had the they had the bottom of the ball. Yeah. Rather than so unless the segregate even the segregation wouldn't have been enough unless no, there was yeah. some at the bottom as well. I can't remember. Um, that the the atmosphere for that was. There's only the Man United Cup game a few years ago that was that's come close to that game. Yeah, electric palace, absolutely electric, and and that's one thing that I love about Wolves. Like we are actually a proper club because there's some shit clubs out there, but we are a proper proper club, and there's only a few proper clubs out there, and we're one of them. Not Leeds. And... <laughs> no, do... no, right. <laughs> <laughs> so with Leeds, Leeds are a proper club. They're just not as big as what they think they are. And that's just a fact. They're not even in the top 20 clubs in the, in the country, but that's a debate for another podcast. <laughs> um, but one thing, and this isn't me being biased at all, but when Wolves fans are on it, there's not many fans in the country that top us. No. There really isn't. There really, And I think that's, that's part of what gets you about being a Wolves fan and, and keeps you in, like the, the passion of the fans and the atmosphere and the humour as well. You know, we've we've all been to a Wolves game and we've seen or heard something which is just both utterly ridiculous and absolutely hilarious at the same time. I mean, when you have... I mean, the the, the whole not thing that Jody Craddock had to suffer, I mean, he had to be, suffer being chanted that he was shite over and over again every week <laughs> for about seven years. And that, that's been nice to the guy. Yeah. yeah. No one else does that. You know, there's a certain humour amongst Wolves fans that other clubs you just wouldn't get. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't even come close. So I do think our fans are up there, <clears throat> really up there. Like, I mean, we're recording this just as we're about to play a couple of games in Benidorm. <laughs> so by the time this is released, I think there'll be a couple of videos floating about the internet that back up that claim. Yeah. or And a few missing posters as well. Um before we go, we'll have a quick break before we go into players, because um, I'm guessing that we could be here for another. Well, we could be here for another. Hour, just talking about individual players, but so give yourself a chance to breathe, and uh, we'll be back in a second. 
Hi, it's Richard from Wolves Fancast here. Just interrupting today's show before we get back to some questionable opinions and opinionated questions to talk to you a little bit about our sponsors, Pixel Yeti Media, Veil, a design agency that put you and your business first from web design, logo and branding design and marketing. If you have any marketing needs, get in touch with them to find out how they can help you get it right. They are over at pixelyetimedia.com. Com. Now let's get back to a show where we can give you some really forced wordplay, niche cultural references, and maybe even a bit of football talk. So talking about Jody Craddock um, before the break, he, he still has more goals and assists than Adama Traore. Um, <laughs> just putting that out there. So on taking away your weird obsession with Traore, who is your favourite Wolves player of all time, other than Bully? You know what? I know you asked me to think about this before we started. This is why. But I haven't thought about it. (laughs) There's so many. I mean, obviously you've got Robbie Keane for the element of he was produced at Wolves, come through our academy and then went on to be so great. Um. Sylvan Ebanks Blake's up there for me. Absolutely loved him. Absolutely loved Seb because he, he was just a, a natural goal scorer. He was like, he was like Defoe Light. And mm-hmm. I love Defoe. He was like Defoe Light. Um, Sacco, again, absolutely loved Sacco. Lescott, Mickey Stell, Andy Thompson. I quite like Alex Ray, Colin Cameron. That was decent. But if I had to pick one, so I've got to pick one, my favourite ever Wolves player, just one. Just one. It can it can be bully if you want if you want to cheat. Uh, nah man. I nah, forget Steve Ball. Um you know what I'm gonna go for. It's a bit left field. Bakary Sacco. I just Fine loved choice. him. I just absolutely loved him. I know he's not the best player we've ever had, but it was sort of at a time where I felt like we hadn't had that little bit of trickery, that little bit of, as Thierry Henry would say, je ne sais quoi, for such a long time. Um, and I just felt like he was the first player in a while that got bums off seats. You know, when he got the ball, like it felt like electric was about to be produced. And I think one thing that Sacco doesn't get enough credit for is his loyalty to the club. Mm-hmm. Because when we went down to League One, he was comfortably a Premier League player. And he, he could have, and to be fair, he probably should have left us, but he didn't, he stuck around. So I think he did, he deserves a lot of props for that. So, yeah, do you know what? I'll, I'll go with Sacco. Yeah, that, that's a fine choice. And he, he did, I mean, he had, he had, there was the things about Forrest one and when he had, mm-hmm. he had chances to go there. And fair enough, he had what was it? He missed a couple of games in two different transfer windows for yeah. his, his head not being right. Which is again, we can talk about heads gone. We mentioned him earlier. Um, there's a right and wrong way to do these things, and yeah, he should never ever have been in League One. No. Was no, I mean, we we shouldn't have been in League One as a club, let alone Bakri Saka. But yeah, you can't fault his 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 application to that league when he was obviously way, way ahead of what was on the pitch ahead of him and in front of him. He could have strolled around being the big I am 
Breed ain't he knuckled down and he took yeah. he took the tackles and yeah, I think that that's a solid choice actually. And especially with how the modern day footballer is as well. You know, I think the assumption was that he would just sort of down tools and just be like, you know what, I'll pick up my money. If the ball's around me, I might do something, but you know, I'm not gonna graft for it. But he did, man. He he grafted for it. But again, like E Banks Blake, the goals, his goals were invaluable for us as a club. And I think he was quite harshly done by when we got to the Prem. Mm. But I do still sort of understand why he didn't get as many opportunities as he did. Because yeah. even though he was a great goal scorer, could he have bridged that gap between Championship and, and Prem? I suppose he we'll could, never know. He couldn't have played the role that Doyle played in that system. Mm. Uh, I think it, it was just one of them. I think he was. we had to play a certain way to survive and he was just the fall guy unfortunately and that's yeah. that's what we've been talk- talking about fall guys um not the excellent free-to-play game which we should all have on xbox and playstation um it actually fall guys is a really good game you should try it's i've never even heard of it it's like it's like little animated bean men um crossed with like total wipeout and so you have like oh, you have, you have like 100 people start, like multi- free to play multiplayer. You have yeah. 100, 100 people start, and you control on this one thing, and you've just got to run to the end of the level. That, and then the, like people fall off the side and get eliminated, and then it goes down to one, and the one at the end is crowned champion. So Sounds- can you sort of play that with your mates as well? Because we're, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. in Among Us at the minute, which is more fun than what, what I thought it would be. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's cross-play as well. You can play with people on PlayStation and on Xbox and and switch in wherever you want. It's great. Give it a try. Yeah, so talking about Fall Guys, um, there has been many villains wearing the golden black over the years. And obviously Paul Jones is one of the worst ever. Only second. Oh, no, no, I don't think I've ever asked you this, but you mentioned Paul Jones quite often. Why? Have I missed something here? What did he do? He was. Um, it was the disrespect that he shown. He was he was doing that card, you know, that Alatoya thing that the Cardiff people do. Mm. Um, he was doing that after they thrashed us at Molyneux, and he, he when he, yeah, he actually he, he did it in front of the stable at, at the end, and you you think, well, what are you doing? Why did it? That makes no sense. Was that the first time he was with us, or the second? It was the second time when he when he when he came back and replaced Paul uh, Michael Oakes for no reason whatsoever, and got got us relegated. Yeah, because he was um, never even that good the first time around, was he really? Like, he was, was like, okay. Yeah, he was a solid number two. Mm. Um, but that's just been picked. I mean, there's been loads who've just been shit. But is there anyone who you actively despise? Um, I mean, Hoar is a bit of a prick, I know. He's Bellend. Um, Roger Johnson, Bellend. <sighs> Another one. But this one hurts me a little bit to say because I was so excited when he signed. But Henri Kamara, mm. he'd never covered himself in glory, really, did he? I mean, when when everyone got your uh, Senegal flags out and try and make him feel at home and make him stay. <laughs> I know, I know. But do you know what? That's the thing. Like, Wolves fans were so welcoming. And then when players shit on you, it's like, you're just a prick, mate. You are a pr- Oh my god, no the one. Now this is going back to the Twitter days, right? And uh, this was when I was that 
virgin sconner on Twitter and would try and get reactions out of people. I do remember having a massive argument to the point where we was like, come on then, come on then, let's have a fight. With, um, <laughs> with Greg Halford. <laughs> Honestly, me and Greg Halford was up for scrapping. Because when, I think he was at Forest. I think he was at Forest. And uh, we had this massive argument on Twitter. So yeah, here's another one. He's a prick, Greg Halford. Yeah, I kind of, I vividly kind of remember that, vaguely remember that happening as well. Honestly, it was so weird. I can't even remember what we was arguing about, but it was like a proper full-blown argument. It was like, like proper up for it, like. I mean, what if? Well, it's something like you actually you called him shit or, or that he didn't try or something. It was something really innocuous like that. Yeah, and yeah, he yeah. Just, he just took the bait and he was like, went went off on one. Yeah, like he proper went off on one. Um, yeah, so do you know what? For that reason, I'll, I'll pick him Greg Alford because, <sighs> I mean, I'm now a professional footballer, but whenever I seen him play, for, I can only go off what I seen him play for Wolves. Shit. <laughs> it was terrible. Like, like to the point where, now I know there's levels in football. And everybody who's ever kicked a ball for Wolves is a better footballer than me. Ogelli. You ain't got to remind me, Ogelli. But there's certain players you look at and you think, like, how has this guy made it to this level? And Greg Halford's one of those. (laughs) Apart from a really long throw, what can can he, like, he's crap. He's so bad. So, so bad. And that's one thing that annoys me about Wolves. We've had some shit players over the years, man. Like, remember when we signed Stefan Everson? Mm. No, I'm not. But like, what I know with Stefan Everson was, he was all right for Tottenham. Yeah, and then he come to us, and he was absolute dog dirt. He was terrible. Yeah. But yeah, Greg Greg Halford, most hated Wolves player ever. And if by any chance he's watching, I'm still game. Let's go. <laughs> Me and you, Greg. Let's go. I mean, the fact that he, he was signed because he could do something that Rory Dillap could do. <laughs> signed for a long throw. And, I, I, you know, even though it was like 10 years ago or whatever, I believe he was still on about 20 grand a week for a oh. long throw. He's literally a glorified javelinist. <laughs> <laughs> Javelina, whatever. What would the word be? Javelin eye. Javelin. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. It's frustrating when you see when you see players take the piss out of the club. And I know it's their job and they've got a job to do and they've got no loyalty to the club. But, you know, when you've been through, <laughs> you have to go through some real, real, real crap being Wolves fans. You know, just, just show a bit of respect and just show a bit of pride. But but as well, even though, even though myself included, Wolves fans can be arseholes, I still think... And we are very sort of moody. I still don't think we ask for that much, you know. Just as long as you show a bit of respect and you try. 90% yeah. of the time, the Wolves fans will back and support you. Yeah, I think I think that kind of... It kind of backs the, the Hoang situation last year because you know, after his injury, I mean, we've said it enough times where he awfully was. But he didn't get actively slagged off in the stands. It was all... It was all online and it was all kind of on things like this and whatever. It was never actually towards him because you could see that he, he, whatever had happened to him, and it it wasn't his fault. Clearly, he was injured and he never kind of got back from that. But he still tried. 
however terrible he was, he still tried. And, and, and this is the thing, it, 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 with Wang it's, and pff, hundreds of other players over the years, when it's your technique that's letting you down and not your attitude, it's, it's a different kettle of fish, isn't it? Yeah. Now, yeah. if he was absolutely amazing, like, okay, here's a good example. Again, I'll probably get pelters for this, but a player who I actually thought was half decent, but his attitude is absolutely terrible, was um, Van der Parra. <laughs> I thought played. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he, and he got abused from the Wolves fans, and, and rightly so, because his attitude was, was just terrible. But technically, I thought he was a good player. I thought he was yeah. half decent. Yeah. And it, it was, he was never going to come back from that that tweet, was it, or, or nah. press release. I mean, you, you can't be saying things like that. Um, yeah, I think we've... That is one one good thing about the whole no dickheads policy that we've had for the last in the Fosun era that we don't have these people anymore. That even if even if they're not good enough, they get shipped out and they go somewhere else mm. and mm. they get treated with respect. And that's kind of all you ask for, really. Um, talking about treated with respect and technique and stuff, they kind of to round it off. What? Since you you've you've stepped back from the uh, from the fancast front line, so you want to tell the good people at home what you've been uh, doing with your time in the meantime. Um, yeah, so basically, I just stepped back just for football reasons. Like my lad started playing football, so you know, with his training and whatnot, several times a week in games, I just didn't have time for the podcast, and I just did, never felt it was fair to sort of still try and stay at the forefront of the, the podcast when I couldn't commit any time to it. And then, obviously, I've started coaching myself as well. Um, Give it a plug. Yeah, so, <laughs> so I've started coaching. You know, I've set up my own football club, AFC Wolves. You know, who'd have thought, who'd have thought I would have come up with that name? Um, so, yeah, I've started up my own football club just for the kids of the city, just to get involved in football and have that opportunity to play. You know, from there, I've sort of been doing one-to-one coaching, private tuition, all that sort of stuff. And I'll be honest with you, I absolutely love it. I love it. It's it's fantastic. Um, and, you know, I've set myself certain goals and we'll just see where we can go. I'm still really, really early into my journey, even though I've been doing it for six years now. But I still feel I'm really early into my journey. But, you know, that's what that's what took me away from the podcast, that's what took me away from Wolves as well, to a degree. Because even though I've got a season ticket, you know, I don't go every week <laughs> because I'm at football myself. Um, but it's a sacrifice. I'm willing to make it. You know, I love Wolves. And I'm, <laughs> I know there's Wolves fans out there who are like, well, if you don't go home and away, and if you don't go and watch us play real, and when we take our under-18s, you are a proper <laughs> fan. But no one can tell me that I am a proper fan. And so I am bothered because I know I'm a proper fan. <laughs> so it makes no odds to me, but but yeah, so that that's what I've been doing. So who knows? Maybe one day I'll be managing myself, Stu, <laughs> and I'll be the one getting abused. Nah, I'm joking. I'm and then joking. we we then we can slag you off and put all all your clips of your your past endeavours on here. Uh, um, but but this is why I could never work in professional football <laughs> because I'd be ruined from all my opinions over the years. I'd be ruined because people can't take honesty nowadays, mate. I think that that's the thing that we 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 voluntarily got a digital footprint that everyone can find, and just find anything and clip it out and do whatever they want to us. 
David Evans has got me by the bollocks, mate. <laughs> he has cut that much out from stuff I've said over the years. Like, to be fair, I need to show Dave a bit more respect because he, <laughs> he honestly, there's that many like players, managers, coaches, fans that I've absolutely slaughtered. But but to be fair to Dave, I did used to say, keep it in, don't bother me. But he would cut it out, so. Yeah, I think you were the reason why we had to go for uh, the explicit rating in the first place um, in the early days. Um, so you've got examples of you coaching and stuff on your Instagram, ain't you? So put that out there if you want. Yeah, so if you just go at matchfit.training, you'll see some some videos of, of my coaching and whatnot. AFC Wolves Development Centre as well. Find us on Facebook, find us on Instagram. If you're looking for any one-to-one coaching, two-to-one, three-to-one, four-to-one small group sessions, if you're looking for soccer schools, if you're looking for to get yourself in football, if you're looking to get your child into football, your niece, your nephew, your brother, your sister, your auntie, your uncle, whoever, just hit me up, man. I've got a couple of contacts. I can get people involved in, in grassroots football. Also, I'm working on another project as well. But it's over the dark side, so I try not to talk about it too much. But um, a little project at Albury United. We're going to be in West Mid Regional League Division 2 next season. But the ambitions are high. And that's all I'm going to say on that for now. The ambitions are high. So just keep your eyes out for Albury United. And hopefully, hopefully, in the not-too-distant future, you will you might see us in a FA Cup tie or two. Superb. And I think I'll be doing it a disservice to the OG fans to ask the burning question. When is the FIFA Beast going to start streaming on Twitch? Well, <clears throat> I did actually download FIFA 22 yesterday. I haven't played. I haven't even played FIFA Look, 22. No, it's free. No, it's... Yeah, I think it was free on the A play. I thought, yeah, I'll have that. Um, but I've, I've had to retire. I'm 36 now, Stu. I can't... If I go around calling myself a FIFA <laughs> 36, mate, come on. I you know, have to retire that. You know how close, I mean, for the for the audio listeners, uh, we've got a uh, story, F- SFTP Luke Thompson on the graphic. I was so close to putting FIFA Beast in the middle. <laughs> Do you know what? It's actually really embarrassing that I actually tried to make that a thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than the Zelly Ishmael comedy. Let's, let's be honest. Yeah, let's be honest. It is. It is. But... One thing that I have done, I've been playing a lot of football manager lately. Well, I've always played a lot of football manager. I'm <laughs> obsessed with it. And I see somebody who does another Wolves podcast and actually coaches at the club, AFC Wolves. So I'm not going to go into him too hard, but I feel like I'm going to call him out on football manager and just absolutely wipe floor with him. And this is why we need you back on Twitter. I know. Oh no, See? one day, one day when has Elon Musk taken over Twitter yet? No, he's dropped out. <laughs> he's screwed again. When Twitter gets gets taken over, watch out for the returns of me and Donald Trump. Because, Together. Talking yeah, about COVID. We're, we're gonna come out like like the Legion of Doom. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump. Gonna come back on Twitter like the Legion of Doom. There's your Photoshop opportunity, people. <laughs> Do your worst. <laughs> and on that note, that bombshell, um, 
Prediction for the season as of the 20th of July, 2022. I mean, we've got half a striker at the minute, so I was struggling. <laughs> but I always try and start the season optimistic. We will finish ninth. We'll get to the League Cup quarterfinal because we'll have a favourable draw. And we'll get to the FA Cup fifth round. I'll take that. I'll take that right now. And <laughs> the Dharma Trail will be top goal scorer. <laughs> yeah, in League One. Um, so, so um, thanks everyone for listening to this. I mean, he had to get in there. I mean, come on. Some people are beyond help. Um, thanks to 90 Min for part of the 90 Minute Network and Sports Shop Kings Winford and all our usual friends. Um, stay tuned to Wolves Fancast. We'll have everything. We'll all be back to normal soon. And, um, you can harass us and have us in your ears twice a week, as is the way. So until next time, guys, enjoy yourselves and be kind. Try. See you later. See you later. Cheers for that. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.